Well, we will get started with our post-qualifying press conference, a very exciting day here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, joined now by two members from our last row. I don't know if I've ever seen two drivers that look happier to be on the last row than the two drivers sitting before me, Sage Karam, driving the number 24 DRR Wix Filters Chevrolet for Dreyer and Reinbold Racing, and Kyle Kaiser driving the number 32 Junkos Racing Chevrolet. Uh, Sage, we'll go ahead and start with you. After a day like yesterday, to come out with the speed that you had today, did you have any idea that was in the car? Um, I mean, I, I always uh, knew that speed was there. It was just getting it out of it. Um, you know, I had a really bad first qual attempt yesterday and skimmed the wall. And, um, you know, I got out and I like, the first thing I said was, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. And because uh, I genuinely believe that like a run like I did just now was going to be like yesterday, I would, I would have been able to bounce back and do that yesterday. Um, but we just um, just kept slightly missing the balance for the weather. And then, um, you know, ended up having to come back today to fight into the field. And that was probably one of the most, uh, not, that was the most stressful, uh, you know, 48 hours of my life. Uh, probably one of the biggest battles I've ever had to go through mentally. Um, and uh, yeah, we put a good run in. Um, I knew the speed was there. You know, my teammate, you know, did did it, and our cars were, were pretty similar. Um, we had a really good car for two laps, but we didn't really have a great car for four. Um, so today, you know, we we uh, bettered that drop off, and um, you know, that was the difference. If we, you know, if we would have fell off even more, who knows then what would have happened? Um, but you know, the team rallied, and um, it's just been a really, really tough month. And um, to be able to say we qualified when we were kind of you know backs against the wall there for a while, and I mean. You know, the last row in general, I mean, I didn't have as tough of a month as uh, the other two guys, um, but those guys nearly, you know, going upside down and putting backup cars together and coming back is uh, pretty freaking amazing. You know, I mean, that's an amazing story for both those two guys. So um, I'm happy I got in. And uh, in 2014, I, with the same crew, same car, everything, uh, started 31st and finished ninth as a rookie. So um, if it shapes up like that again, I'll be quite happy, so um, we'll see how we can do it. Kyle, obviously the past few days have been an absolute whirlwind for both you and the team. From a driver's perspective, and we also, of course, want the perspective of, of your team, Mona Ricardo, next to you, what has the past you know, 48 hours been like for you, and, and how much of a victory does this feel like? It felt like we qualified on pole when I came in, to be honest. It's, it was pretty wild. Um, I didn't really know right away. Everybody keeps asking, you know, when did you know? I mean, I, did, I had no idea. I, I had some of an idea because I got to see the laps, but, from, you know, I heard it was really close. <laughs> and I came across start finish and just had, first thing I asked is, are we in? Did we make it? And I just heard screaming. So that was, that was a good sign. But, yeah, the, the last 48 hours, like Sage said, has been an absolute whirlwind. It's been crazy. Um, you know, I, we had really good pace with our main car, but, Obviously, we had an incident, and it's been just an uphill battle since then. I, I have to give the team pretty much all the credit here because they've been working super long nights. I think they had 40 straight hours of work trying to get that car together, getting us ready to practice the next day at 8 a.m., just an unbelievable effort. Um, obviously, the backup car didn't have the same pace as our main car, but you know we didn't give up. This was just an amazing battle from their end, just you know looking for every little thing we could do, no matter what it was, sanding the car, just changing pieces, just doing everything possible to try and get the speed out of it. And even yesterday when, you know, I don't think we had a perfect first run, the balance wasn't quite where we were hoping. It was 
very difficult conditions. You know, we rallied. We got the balance right later in the day with our other two runs, even though the speed wasn't there, which I think paid off today. You know, we, we felt like we didn't need to go out this morning. We, we had the balance where we wanted it. We got the data we needed yesterday and kind of stuck with our guns, and it, it really paid off. Ricardo, what does this effort say about the, resili the resiliency of your team? I hear that in the midst of, of getting the car back together, even crew members from your Road to Indy teams were involved in that process. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it's an amazing kind of story now that we are in the race, but regardless if we are in or not, like I said yesterday, the group of people that I have in my team is amazing. Like you said, we have all the Promas and Indy Lights crew members, so we have a mix of people and everything was looking so good that we were thinking cannot be that good because we always showing like top 10 speed with the, with the car would crash. So unfortunately that was a big, big moment. Um, my first thinking was we just need to go home because there is no way we can, we can come back from this situation. But then all the team said, let's put back together the car we use at, at Austin. Um, the car was complete, but it was a road course and that was totally disassembled because we was, that's the way we work. We disassemble so many things. We, we do all the maintenance properly and all that, but we never were thinking that we're gonna have something like this. So then we say, okay, let's start working on this car. And if we make it, we make it. And let's see how fast can be. And like you said, yesterday we were about 42 hours straight and we couldn't think anymore. The car was not good. Obviously the balance was off. Um, we only can make one lap because the, the engine temp, we couldn't hold the temp. And now you gotta go back on the fast line again to try to make it so it was going worse and worse. So we were in this situation, but um, from last night and today morning, we come in early, we decide not to go to practice. And that thing, uh, that was a key, key, key decision because it allowed us to work an extra four or five hours on the car. And we probably won't be here if we, because of that. So it was a lot of details that we were working on the, on the main car over one year. And now here you are, you gotta do all that work in two nights. So we kind of did it, obviously the car still is not like the other one, but so happy to be in the race and this is just all my team members. I mean, it's all my mechanics. It's a, always a group of people that make something happen. And I'm so proud of them. And, and this is just unbelievable. So many unbelievable stories in front of us right now, including James Hinchcliffe and the number five Aeroschmidt Peterson Motorsports Honda. James, yesterday when we heard from you after the care center, you weren't even sure you would be able to get back out uh, with the backup car, then faced again that evening with the possibility of missing the race two years in a row. How did you overcome that? not just you, but the team mentally, and how much of a relief is it to have that weight off your shoulders? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say, you know, congrats to the other guys that, that made it in and comprised the last row. Um, and just, you know, my heart goes out to the ones that didn't make it, to, uh, to Max, Pato, and Fernando. Um, we all know how much goes into this race and how much this means to everybody, and, and I've been on the other side of this, you know, a year ago, so I know how much it sucks, and, uh, you know, I hate that we had to send guys home today. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I got out of the med center, I told everybody there's no way we're getting back on track, you know, uh, yesterday. It just shows what I know. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I got to echo a lot of, uh, of what Kyle's just said about, you know, the teamwork and the effort. I mean, everybody on Aeroschmidt-Peterson rolled up their sleeves and went to work. And, I mean, we had the backup car out on track two and a half hours later, which is just incredible. And similar situation, it's, you know, it's a road course car. It wasn't really built for speedways. It didn't have all the, the trick bits on it. But... Being able to get out there with enough time left to do three runs uh, gave us a lot of information, um, you know, a lot of data that we could kind of look at overnight and, you know, spend the long nights working on the car, trying to make sure we had the speed today. And, man, it's a, it's a nerve-wracking feeling knowing that you only have one shot to get it done at, at this point. And uh, with the weather moving in and being first, you know, that was the same thing that happened to us last year, which was 
certainly not lost on anybody in the in the garage, but uh, but ultimately everybody at, at Aerosmith Peterson, like I said, um, we, we took some parts off Marcus's car. Um, everybody from Honda that pitched in to, to get us in there. Man, it's crazy. Way more dramatic than I, I'm, I'm getting too old for this stuff, Kate. I just need to. I need. To, I need a week off now. But we've got to be back in the cars tomorrow. We are back in the cars tomorrow. We'll open up for questions, starting with Bruce. James, when Jay Fry came up with this idea for a last row shootout, it was to give somebody who had bad luck, a bad episode on a qualifying day, a chance to. They call it a golf mulligan. Now that. Uh, in a lot of ways, it was done after your situation last year. Now that we've gone through the last row shootout, do you like it? Do you think it's something that should remain part of this race? I mean, I liked it before, but I really like it now. Um, you know, what uh, What happened to us was, was yeah, was it's, it's weird. I mean, I think in a lot of ways what happened to us last year was part of the reason this rule was created, and what happened to us this year is exactly, you know, the, the kind of situation that, that benefits from it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we had we got a car back on track yesterday, and had it been the old rules, we would have had three more chances, and we just would not have got in. So uh, we'd be sitting here 365 days later in the same seat we were a year prior, which would have been just devastating. So for me, I think uh, I think it's great. It does add a little bit of drama. I think as long as we have enough cars to make it make it a you know a cool session, which today we did, and man, it was close. Kyle, good job, man. That was <laughs> that was crazy. I was nervous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's a cool thing. Hopefully, the fans enjoyed it, and it kind of kind of made today a little extra special for everybody. Wolfgang, uh, two questions for you, Ricardo. Uh, first of all, congratulations, you made it to the race. Thank you. Um, I think beside Kyle to drive the car and make it to the race, you also had maybe very sleepless nights, a lot of pressure to make this happen. How many sleepless nights you had before today, and how big was the pressure, the stress? No, I mean, we, we were so intense, so focused, so no time for, for relax. Last night, obviously, couldn't sleep. Um, I mean, you put so much, so much. I mean, in my situation, it's, it's everything on the line all the time. And, yeah, you feel you, you get used to this, but uh, this is so big. I mean, we're talking about Indy 500. So it's just a, an amazing, right? But that gives you, at least in my situation, so much adrenaline. Like, I was so tired last night, but then I tried to sleep. I couldn't sleep keep thinking what else we can do on the race car for today. So first thing I did uh, when I came to the track, I started talking to the engineers and the mechanics and everything I was thinking. Probably 80% of those things were stupid thinking, but I, you never you never stop thinking. Um, I mean, like I said, today morning we was working until the last, last minute. We rushed in to put the bodywork together because we keep working on the last little things to the last minute, and I think that was the difference. And the second question is more business-related. I was personally surprised when it was announced you lost in short terms the sponsorship for this race for your for your team. Was there any explanation given given by your sponsors why they pulled out? Well, we we knew that can happen. I was a company actually in Europe. Um, you know, you're working and you're working, and the days keep going, and the race is coming up. So you try to close the deal, and situations are sometimes the company's times so or bureaucracy are not the, the racing time. So. It was a point that we got to call it, and now we are here, we are with no, no sponsors that I was thinking we're going to have. So that's why the car was white, because we got to decide how color we're going to paint the car based on the sponsor. But uh, I knew that can happen, so that's unfortunately what, what happened with us. But um, in the last week, I mean, we have a good momentum, and a lot of companies start calling us, a lot of people. I think the fans did a fantastic job of following us, supporting the team, and all this gives us an extra power, looks like, that we never had before. So now... 
you won't see a white car now going this next weekend because we already have something on the table that we can we need to materialize now in the next few days but uh won't be a, a white car and i think that's because some article that we sent i think marshall Pruitt was the, the first one to send it so really i gotta thank him thank you buddy but after that i mean the phone never stopped ringing since then um at the point that we had no more space on the car small company but everybody you can see the attitude to help and never happened before with us so we you know you never know but now we are in the race hopefully we can make something with this jenna ricardo how many employees do you have we have about uh, 25 28 full-time and when we are all the teams together like when we do the road to indy plus indycar like last year it's about uh, 45 um, now we have the IMSA team because I like to be busy and yeah, but uh, it's about 45 altogether. 45. And so how many did you have working on the car for 48 straight hours? Everybody. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Nobody went home. I mean, there is few people that at about four in the morning, we, we send them home because they were, they just want to stay there because they feel they don't want to leave the rest alone, but also we have to have some energy, fresh energy the next day. So. Marketing guys, Abby, PR lady was there, and Jason, the CEO, was there. Uh, my wife went back and forth, bring food to the guys, so everybody stayed there, and that's, that's the way we are all the time. In the end, it came down to your tiny team versus McLaren, and Kyle versus Alonzo. So what is the satisfaction like for you to have pulled this off and, and sort of defeated the giant? Uh, it's good to be in, but regardless, McLaren or Alonso, I think this is very difficult. Like I said all the time, you can uh, never underestimate Indianapolis or Indy 500. It's more than 100 years of history here. So you have to respect that, and that's what we do. And I think, like James was saying, we, you feel sorry for the guys that are, are out of the race now. This is part of the game, but this is what makes this so special. So I was actually thinking tonight, uh, last night, I mean, what I going to say if we are not in the race? But... Uh, this is what it is. I don't focus on any particular team. We are happy that we are in, and we focus on ourselves all the time. I believe we have our entire front row waiting outside of us. Does anyone have any final questions for these gentlemen? Uh, yes. They had a fine day. They can wait. Any they questions? Wait. Any questions? It's fine. Good point. Good point. Yeah, let's wrap up with these two last questions right here. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, all, you know, with all the pressure trying to get in there at the back, you also had a world champion in there with you. Uh, how is it that, uh, you know, did you have a feeling of this guy is, you know, great and everybody knows about him and, and we're up here trying to make this last row? I, I mean, I guess I could answer shortly. Just I once had a wrestling coach tell me um, when I was in high school, you know, it doesn't matter who you're wrestling, doesn't matter the seed, don't look at it, don't look at the brackets, records, nothing. Um, Who's gonna win is gonna is gonna be who wrestles better in that six minutes, and for some reason, us three or us six didn't wrestle the track, the car, whatever, the weather, you know, as good as the other guys did yesterday. And when I went back to my team, I knew we had to figure out how we were gonna do better today, and we did that. It doesn't matter who you're up against; it's just you got to do the best job you can do. And if you do your absolute best, you know. Then, then that's all you can do. Um, but it doesn't matter who you're up against. And the pressure, yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane. I never want to go through this again. I don't know how, how James hasn't had a heart attack yet two years in a row. Um, but yeah, it's not a fun feeling. Um, and, yeah, the front, the front row guys can wait because we, we had to wait over 24 hours before we knew <laughs> if we were in the, in, in the actual race itself. So 
keep the questions coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see that door. I see that door creaking open. Bruce. Uh, for whoever wants to answer, do you think there's some people in Europe tonight, some Formula One people that kind of like, wow, that series must be pretty tough after all? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there are. You know, I think um, obviously McLaren and Fernando brought a lot of attention to uh, to the race, and they did they did two years ago, and they did again this this year. And the story's been all along. You know, that it's it's not it's not easy, and I don't think anyone on that team thought that it was. I don't think anyone came in with misconceptions of what it was going to take, and um, you know, with the problem that they had midweek, it obviously complicated the situation, and. Um, I think a lot of people, hopefully, over there have a new appreciation for just how difficult it is to come over here and, you know, get uh, 10 miles, four laps done at uh, fast enough speed to make the show because very high caliber engineers, mechanics, everything, and obviously one of the highest caliber drivers that's ever set foot on, on earth, um, they, they didn't get it done today for, for whatever reason. So hopefully that does kind of help raise the stock of this event, you know, globally. Um. Ricardo, I don't know if, sorry, I was writing a report, but uh, Ricardo, if, uh, what would it take, no, sorry, let me put this a different way. Uh, if McLaren approached you wanting to buy your entry into the 500, what would you, how would you respond? We're racing this weekend. Uh, that's it. Good. Thank you. It's a tough Gentlemen, congratulations. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much, you. everyone.